0: All right, guys, we are live for our first June edition here of Rolling Market Mashup. We've been getting a lot of good feedback about this, which is awesome. And we're going to have a YouTube channel we're going to put up. I know Mike's been putting it up for everyone to follow along. This is our 30-minute thing. So let's dive into it. It looks like the markets seem like they're looking to open slightly higher even though it looked like a pretty violent weekend with these protests and everything else happening. But um, Bob, what, what are you looking at this week?
1: Well, you know, what, one thing I did, because you have to mention what's going on this whole weekend, is I look back at 1967 and what was going on then. And the riots, as bad as they were in 67, only lasted as long as five days. So from a market standpoint, they're probably thinking this thing is coming closer to the end of it than the beginning and they're looking through it and that's probably why there is strength in the market. Um, The other thing is there were 85 people killed in the 67 uh, riots and I think the number of people killed so far has been a handful. I don't even know if it's that high. So as bad as this seems, it's not nearly as bad as it was in 67.
0: What did you make of uh, Trump's comments to kind of close out the day on Friday? Because it seemed like, you know, the market was almost on pause until Trump had his speech. I thought it was really short and calculated. And I think people yeah. were expecting it to draw out. And I was expecting he that a play, so shit didn't hit the bed.
2: That's why he refrained from getting all hard on China going into a weekend that would have just led to a sell off for no reason.
1: You know, basically, I I noticed that um, was later than it was supposed to be, I would imagine there were a lot of internal back and forth on how far you should go on this thing. And at the end, they didn't go as far as the market thought they would. It seemed pointless
2: the whole press conference
1: and last night in Hong Kong, Hong Kong and China were up pretty large based on the fact that we're not doing as much as what was anticipated. Yeah, you
2: can only go so far with the whole stance on a trade war with what's happened with this shutdown. I think it changes
0: how hard you can actually play ball. I guess the question is, you know, do we actually believe that not much is going to really happen? Or do we just look at this as them trying to, in a way, stabilize the markets? Because I saw China already is looking to kind of retaliate. They're uh, halting some of the U.S. farm imports as like their first form of retaliation. Right. And, you know, it's like China and Iran were making a complete mockery of our country on social media all weekend with the violent protesters and all that stuff so it seems like on the surface there's this narrative that's trying to keep things high and make it seem like there's not a conflict but when you really dive into it to me it feels like this is the beginning of a domino effect and i'm looking to be a little bit less all in as aggressive and aggressive as i was leading up to this point i want to make sure i'm set up with enough cash positions where if there is a correction because of this, I'm ready for it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one thing we did not talk about last week is the end of the month and the beginning of the month. And there's always a lot of money that moves around in the market towards the end of the month and in the beginning. Um, And that's always something to consider. And usually at the beginning of the month, uh, there's a lot of money that goes into uh, mutual funds because of pensions, and uh, companies are always putting money into the uh, the market, and a lot of it takes place in the beginning of the month. So that could be one of the cross currents, at least early in this week, to put a bid on the market when you might think it's so lower.
0: So you're, you're basically implying that even though this looks like it could be a potential sell-off coming up, possibly the first few days of June, the market's going to go higher simply because mutual funds are eating up stock and that's well, going to make you know, the market I
1: go up. It doesn't have to go higher. It's just another positive that's in the background that puts a bit on the market. That doesn't mean it couldn't be down 500 points. But there's a buyer there that might not be there in the middle of the month.
0: And I do think even with as bad as these protests are, obviously, it's a short-term thing. It's not like, in my we're not about to be in a civil war. We're not about to have anarchy in the streets as much as it looks like that might be the direction this is going. This is going to be a short-term thing. And it almost seems like the state's reopening and the whole entire world starting to reopen is still overpowering the market narrative because that is yeah. what is going to ultimately get oil back on track, get the banks back on track, and just make companies back to doing business again. So that's, I think, uh, one way of looking at it for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the comparisons week to week are going to look phenomenal as things open because everything was closed down. And uh, people are looking at percentages that look phenomenal until you see how much they're down from a year ago. But, you know... Mm -hmm. You know, travel is up huge in the last three weeks, but big deal. It's still down 80-something percent from where it was. So um, it's peculiar how the whole thing is looking.
0: I think it's also important to acknowledge that the travel stocks and a lot of the stocks that have bounced back in that sector are still so massively far off their highs. And when you look at people right now that are really bearish on the market and they're painting this picture like the market's run too hot and needs to go the other way. This is ridiculous. At the end of the day, there's certain stocks that run hot and there's certain sectors the that have – yeah, they're the, exactly. The technology stocks and the drug treatment stocks really – And obviously the stimulus and all the liquidity that's pumping in the market. But at the end of the day, there are a lot of companies that are not running high. And if you're stuck in the wrong names, it's been a bloodbath the last few months, even with a short recovery over the last week of these travel stocks. So that's where I keep thinking, looking at these people who like seem outraged that the market ticks higher, because there's clearly a lot of people right now that are short the market. You could just tell when you're on Twitter the narrative, how angry people are, that the market continues to go higher. And to me, it's still, there's such a gap of stocks that are going higher and one. That are fucking neutral. That, you know, if you owned a few months ago, you're, you're down so much money on them.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. You look at the bank stocks, the travel stocks, they've all, yes, con- gone up recently. But if you look at the charts, they're far, far from their highs, much closer to their lows than their highs. So, yeah. um, you know, people look at the Dow made up of 30 stocks. That's not enough. To give you a good, you know, feeling for what's really going on in the market, even the S and P 500 is so mixed. The you know one end looks phenomenal, and the other end is horrendous. So it is a market of individual stocks that re- are reacting to the reality of what's going on here. So, have you
0: ever? Do you ever remember a time where it's been like this, where the market, based on The dialogue and everything happening in the world seems like it should go way lower, but there's like a separation in stocks that are going higher and other ones that are going lower to the point where it's dragging the market up, even though if you're caught in the wrong names, you're not feeling that effect at all.
1: Yeah, I think this is the most uh, that differential feels the highest now over any other time I can remember, um, which is really an interesting point. Um, and there's been people really since 19, I mean, uh, 2007, 8, who have not gotten back in the market after that debacle, thinking this market is wrong. It's too high. Uh, it doesn't make any sense.
2: So what are they doing? Those people that are saying this, what are they, how are they accumulating wealth?
1: Well, they're not. I mean, a lot of those people have had accumulated wealth and they're sitting in money markets or their real estate holdings. but And they're not making money. And they're just not in the stock market where they're in, you know, at a very low percentage.
2: See, when you look at uh, the grand scheme of things in the world, if when you really think about it, if the population goes up long term, the market goes up and like any way you spin it, there's I don't really understand that train of thought. I get it. If someone put money into a market, they got burned very quickly as like new investors. But if you're someone that's been in the market, lost a fortune, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to just never get back in. I I don't see there being an alternative.
1: Well, as I said, it's a market of uh, all different companies, stocks. And uh, there's a lot of companies that were fly high, flying really high, and they're out of business now. So you really have to pay attention to it and not be passive. Well,
2: that's why it's important to pick fundamentally sound companies that All are. Right. You're not going on what ifs.
1: Yeah, there's and, a lot of companies that have shifted. I mean, um, there were horse and buggy companies back in the day. Those those don't exist anymore. And you know, people, I mean,
2: look at Kodak. Is a prime Kodak's
1: a great example or Polaroid or? I remember I those on my tour,
2: Those Kodak cameras, everyone had them.
1: Right.
0: How many of those people would you say are on the sidelines, not necessarily because they got burned, but they think that the entire system right now is beyond inflated due to the Fed, which is obviously going harder than they even did back then? How much is it more so that than people just having, you know, bad memories of losing a lot of money in the market?
1: you're, you're exactly right. I think it's a lot of people that believe that the, the market is flawed in the, uh, the system. And that's why they're not in the stock market. They're absolutely concerned that inflation is in the system, even though you're not seeing it uh, on day to day basis. And eventually it's going to come home to roost. And they've been waiting for this for over a decade. And maybe they're right.
2: And if things come home to roost, what what is the definition of that exactly? Let's go over Let's the roost.
1: There's no way to say what that actually means other than if the shit really hit the fan and somehow the dollar in the United States was not looked at the way it is now and the way the dollar is used by so many countries, um, we'd be in a lot of trouble because it is a confidence game. We've talked about this before. And um, the dollar being where it is, is totally based on confidence. And since we are printing money at unbelievable rates, especially now, there is this outside chance that confidence in the dollar disappears. And, And it slowly erodes. And over time, a dollar today could be worth 10 cents tomorrow. You know, you so get a situation and that could happen. Hmm?
0: So let me ask you is there a, an occurrence that can happen where that happens, but at the same time, equity stocks continue to go higher and you have the dollar collapsing, but at the same time,
1: if you're only, in equity,
0: stock, they go higher?
1: Only to a certain extent. I mean, if you look at Venezuela, which is a good example of a country that the their uh, currency just completely collapsed and their stock market's going up, it's not keeping up with the amount that the uh, their currency is going down. So even though the market will go up...
2: Yeah, it's not relative it, at it's all.
1: It's not going to... It won't help them. So the market does not act well with inflation. It never has. I've seen the
0: load up by more Bitcoin. Not to dwell on this, but I've seen... Um images circulate the internet of like trash cans filled with Venezuela currency just because it's worthless now and it's like yeah, literally I mean, yeah. it's what people think it is. It's a piece of paper.
2: So, Look, so if,
1: that, if that happens here, you you know that's when you basically would have anarchy, you know, little bits of what you're seeing over the last few that's days. We're heading
2: a Byron Udell's compound and just living there long term.
0: But, I mean, what's a really quick argument of why that would not happen?
1: It, it's absolutely, totally based on confidence in the dollar that most people have and will continue to have. Um, the dollar is used as the currency of the world.
2: Which you got to think will stay put for a long time. Yeah, think because of the human They think yeah. of America. As America, they look up to wanting to be what's going on here. Not, we're not talking about the governments here. I'm talking about the people in these countries. So, what would it actually take to make the confidence of the U.S. dollar plummet? It would have to be a lot.
1: Yeah, it would be on, a, a whole yeah. number. Not- and as I think George Soros said ten years ago, or about ten years ago, he said, "We're the worst. We're the worst of the best currency." In other words, all the currencies are screwed up, and the whole—that's whole a great world.
2: way of saying it. There's nothing well, that even comes close when you think about it. Like if you right. talk to someone in Germany or Australia, what what would they even compare to the dollar?
1: Nothing. Well, I mean, there are countries that are in better shape. That's yeah,
2: what I'm talking about. i more mean yeah. as a world order. You're traveling somewhere from right. wherever. What are you using?
1: Mm-hmm. A U.S. dollar. Yeah. So, no, so are there?
0: So are there certain stocks or sectors you guys are keeping an eye on this week or even this morning as the market opens? Definitely.
2: I'm going to I think DraftKings is going higher. I was watching their chart a bit this weekend. I'm going to be getting aggressive on that uh, at some point today or tomorrow. I think with sports reopening, you're you're already seeing like if you look at a lot of their shareholders, it reminds me of Tesla in the early days with their loyal just, you know, people like yourself, Dan, where It's, oh man, it's DraftKings. And I'm getting that same sentiment here that I got with Tesla early on with that brand where, and it's just going to take on a life of its own now with sports reopening and people just wanting to gamble on anything. So I'm also, Uber is something I'm having my eye on though as the stock of the week that I will be aggressively buying in a swing trade. I'm expecting, I, I was watching their movement from the end of last week. It seems like, it's positioned for a run up to 40 bucks. So I'm going to be buying some on, it seems like it's going to be opening down a little. I'll be buying
0: Uber today, this morning, and I'll be planning on exiting it when it hits 40. And is that just you kind of looking at the chart and seeing that there might be a swing opportunity or what, talk us through why you've, Yeah, there seems to
2: be some bullish patterns developing there where it just seems like it's heading into a breakout. Um, And I also, I mean, I think Uber, if anyone's interested in a long-term hold, I, I think it's a great price point right now. When you look at what they have in order here, I know they've been beaten down a lot due to this pandemic for good reason, but they are set up to
0: have a stranglehold for a long time with their cash. And are you you not at all concerned that they like recently kind of shut down a lot of the non, non components of their business that are directly related to their core ride sharing business? I know for a while, the reason people were able to justify Uber's valuation was them going hard on autonomous vehicles, them going hard on freight driving, all these things. Yeah, none of that. I'm actually more bullish
2: now that they got rid of all that fluff. I looked at that as them just coming up with narratives to get talked about early on. I don't think a lot of that was relevant. And I think the Uber Eats Grubhub deal is going to actually get clarity this week. And I think it's going to help both stocks. So- I think those things, and just the the sentiment of things are starting to open back up. People need to get places, and I, I just like Uber heading into this next stretch in the summer. So I'll be that's. The, I also like Boeing. I'm going to be buying more Boeing here because I I really think that's on its way up to another level to the 170 180 range, and I know it went back down a bit later last week, and I'm going to be taking advantage of that weakness and leveling up again on that to get my average my average price point on my average entry point on Boeing is at two forty nine right now. I've been working it down and I'm looking at this as an advantage to even that out a bit more.
0: And you're not concerned that possibly a rotation out of the travel stocks will hit Boeing hard if that happens. No,
2: because Boeing keep in mind that half of it is defense. And I, I think that they're set up now, I, I think the, the bad news and the travel end of that has been beaten down already enough. I've been monitoring them a lot every day. I, I think their downside's very limited at this point. I don't see them having much left.
0: Bob, what about you?
1: Well, you know, I think the retail stocks will probably get hit a little bit early this week off of this rioting because obviously it's affected uh, downtowns everywhere. Um, Apple even announced that they're going to Shot a few of their stores that were reopening um but that's a short-term event jeff our your you know the third brother here mentioned the glass stocks as maybe being something to buy today i don't know if there's that i don't even know which stocks are the glass stocks but glass they're up, they're up today what's you up mean he Anything? means like
0: to replace doors and windows because right. there's so much battering that's been done
2: yeah <laughs> See, it's that
0: mind security
2: businesses, if anything.
1: Like, yeah, security, security businesses will do better. You know, these are all short-term, quick blips, though.
2: Also, guys, who owns AstroTurf? Like, I've seen these. I don't know if you guys have noticed a trend, like, out with the social distancing outside of bars. I've seen all over New York City, they have these AstroTurf set up for people to sit on and stand on, like, their own little territories. So I'm wondering if there's someone we could take advantage of it's really reaping the benefits from way more sales in that arena, because that seems to be all over the place, at least in New York.
1: But this is the way to think about it, you know what what's going to be affected by the the virus and uh, going forward in the short term if mm-hmm. you're know, day trading. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard to know. I mean, right now. I'm concerned that because all these people were together, that the virus is going to spread again in the inner city.
2: That's what Dan and I were talking about last week. Between the Memorial Day and now these protests, are right. we going to see an uptick? It's just no. crazy to me how it went from social distancing. And yesterday I'm seeing 20,000 people like we're back in stadiums. So right. we might as well open up the floodgates with football coming back now.
1: Like that's where that. that's
2: what my thought goes to that.
1: Yeah, not only that, though, but I even read somewhere, I think L.A. stopped uh, doing testing because yeah. of riots. You well, know? yeah,
2: I mean, what's the point of testing when you have no one even bothering to give a shit? I was running around New York City by the west side yesterday. I didn't see masks anywhere. It was like people were just like, ah, I'm wearing these this huge gas mask thing. I could barely even breathe. I'm ready to just <laughs> chuck it in the water. I'm seeing 80 year olds just hanging out on a corner without a mask. What the hell am I doing with one on?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, what about you, I'm Dan? Keeping
0: my eye on the chip stocks, just with everything happening with China. I own a lot of Broadcom, a lot of NVIDIA. And Broadcom has their earnings Thursday. I'm going to be trimming a big part of my position before the earnings and then hopefully buying it back on a debt. But Broadcom's run hot and I'm gonna take some profits off the table. It's been a short-term trade for me. I just don't wanna have 100% exposure now with everything happening in the United States and China. These chip stocks definitely will be impacted if things escalate further because they manufacture a lot of them in China. So I'm keeping my eye on those stocks and also keep my eye on the drug stocks as I've liked that sector just because of the narrative happening right now, I continue to like that sector. Um, you know, Seattle genetics is a stock I own cancer treatment stock. And then I've been thinking about dabbling on Bristol Myers, which is also one of these treatment stocks. And the, I have my eye on those. Cause I almost think that to an extent they're recession proof to an extent they're not going to get caught up in the trade war and, and, yeah, you know, uh, like, I think there could be a quick rotation back into the stay-at-home stocks, too. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at companies like Peloton again. I'm looking at companies like Zoom. And I think these companies are going to get another set of legs. I'm not buying Zoom, but I'm just I would gonna... watch out
2: for Zoom, Dan. They have earnings this week. And I was watching that chart a lot this weekend. I think they're going to be going down after earnings. They've gone up so much. And I, so, I think yeah. they need a pullback. Just the way the stock is, like it wouldn't make any sense for them to pop from earnings at this point.
0: So the one thing I heard interesting about Zoom was somebody was saying basically to look at Zoom as a market cap story, not an earnings story. And there could be some short-term volatility with their earnings. And again, I'm staying away from Zoom because I think it's a competitive space. But saying that if you look at them from a market, pa- a market cap story side of things and that's it there's a bullish case for them because it's become such a household name that you can see how they could be worth way more than the 50 to 60 billion market cap that they're at right now. So that that would would be the... I I would just wait for a pullback after earnings to jump on that because
2: I think they're going to have one. It's setting up for that. Yeah. So Similar. Like those stocks are kind of in that you know, run up from this pandemic where right. they've been so hot and you know, they, they are expected to just blow expectations out of the water this week. So it's tough to really imagine how they can gain momentum from that. I, I think they're both great companies. It's just, I think we could find better times to get in.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then for those of you who are following along last week, I'm still down a shit ton of money on Twitter. I uh, What are you doing with that? Well, so Thursday, I, I believe it was Thursday, when or kind of at night after the market closed is when Trump came out and said that he was going to come up with the new law that was going to affect Twitter and all that stuff. And ended up buying a good amount of it pre-market when it was down 10%. and ended up opening only like down 1% to 2%. And that should have been my time to sell because I bounced back a little bit on it due to just loading up more at a much lower price. And then it kind of just slowly faded again. And to be honest, I am not a fan of what they're doing at all. And I don't want to own their stock. I'm annoyed I ever bought it. I'm looking for a pop to get out. It's not I'm a company. That.
2: Yeah, it's not a company like I like. I've never, I've been in and out of that stock, Ramly. when we first got any money in the market. That was one of my first buys back at 16, And I I sold it at 24 and made quick money on them. And I just never liked their like, I, you know, I've been gung ho on Facebook from day one. I never liked Twitter's advertising model. I I feel like they've left so much on the table and I still am waiting for them to do something different. It seems like Jack Dorsey is just caught up with other stuff. Like, I just feel like if he actually put his bandwidth a bit more into Twitter, we could see some way more great things because he has it in him. He's just caught up with Square, with the future of crypto. I I don't know. I I feel like their leadership is just out of whack. And it's really affected their long-term outlook. Because it's still... They need to
0: be rolled up, I think, by somebody else that could put them to better use. The other other thing I'll say, not even about Twitter, is... So this weekend, I was... Fearing like some sort of big sell off when these protesters started to escalate and then last night I kind of just started to think about it and I was like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal, but I can't help but think that there's so much still sidelines that people are looking for any chance to get back into this market. I feel like they missed out. They they're looking for the next debt. So part of me thinks if there is a sell-off, it could be pretty short-lived because I think there's a lot of big money on the sidelines. and FOMO I think there's is more like- than ever, right? We're, we
2: live in a FOMO world more than ever before. Yeah. Social media has done that. Insta stories. That's the world we're in. So any you're dead on about that. I think people are, I've even talked to friends who sold off back in March who were like, oh man, I need to get back in this thing. So that's the worst feeling in the world when you're constantly not able to get in that door where it's like, hey man, what's up? Oh, two more people have to come out. So I think you're spot on. People are kind of just waiting for like any red to just jump in and it really hasn't been there. One of those bad days.
1: But this might be a good day to wait for some small sell off before doing anything aggressive. Um, I think defense stocks make a lot of sense. Defense, meaning like the drug stocks, or uh, you know maybe the utilities, something really.
2: Boeing week. I think they're going to have a strong week. I really do.
1: Well, Boeing, um, you know, may have to consolidate around here. It doesn't have to go down, but it doesn't have to go straight up either. So. So we got
0: our last couple minutes here. Let's uh, let's do picks of the day, starting with you, Bob.
1: Um, I'm just. I think I'll stick with like a drug stock, maybe a Bristol Myers or BMY or a Glaxo. Um, Was Glaxo GSK and um, Merck? Merck.
0: Mike.
2: I'm going to be looking at adding to my Peloton position this morning. I uh, I got in at a good entry point two weeks ago and. I, I like where your head's at, Dan, with the stay-at-home stocks, and I just think those guys are – they've been very clever setting up for post-pandemic. And uh, like I said, Uber is another one I have my eye on, as well as DraftKings. I plan on playing all three of those aggressively today. Gotcha. And,
0: yeah, I'm, uh, I kind of agree with you, Bob, with the, with the drug stocks. Um, I have a big position in Seattle Genetics. I'm going to keep that. And I'm also looking to buy some Bristol Mars. I don't know if I'm going to do it today. I'm looking for some sort of pullback, but that's it. What was that,
1: He's fading. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Alcoa. Well, I mean, Alcoa is a deep cyclical. I I like the way it looked on the chart last week. It's got to prove to me that it has legs, though. It, I think it's trading around the same as it was trading
2: well, for. I want to get paid on that thing.
0: All right. Take let's make, 9 a.m., guys. Make some money right. today. Have a good well, one, guys. Thanks for watching.
1: Is it off?